Merry Christmas and welcome to Christmas Day 2022. Uh, I'm Joe and of course today I'm joined by Father Neil Vaney, uh, the Pastoral Director of the Catholic Inquiry Centre. Yeah, welcome everybody. It's lovely to be able to talk to you on Christmas Day. I hope that it's actually nice where you are. We've had rather variable weather. But I guess one of the things I'm conscious of is that we are here uh, in the Antipodes. We do enjoy uh, mild weather and even warm some places over Christmas, whereas in other parts in Europe and the United States, particularly in Ukraine, where the people are going to be suffering with a lot of cold. So let's enjoy the day. Go out if we can picnic, if we can be with family, if we can be with loved ones, if we can somehow respect the coming of Jesus as well. That's wonderful. But I'd say make it a day of family joy and thanks for all the blessings we do have in this land. It's been um, great talking to you over this uh, podcast series, Father Neil, um, and especially some of the themes of the concept of giving, where it's not just about physical items, but certainly about giving our time and sharing our skills. And if you are listening and it's Christmas Day or it's the summer period, do think about those people um, in your environment, in your neighbourhood, maybe even amongst your friends and families, who may be by themselves or not with big groups of people, and they would really welcome your company. So do give thought to those people. It's really interesting, been a really interesting Christmas. Um, we've had our own government say, take it easy, take it easy with spending. Don't spend too much this Christmas. And Pope Francis shared a similar theme recently where he said, um, enjoy and celebrate Christmas, but also go easy um, on things from a consumer side. And think about people who are in regions such as the Ukraine who are suffering. Um, Father Neil, you just mentioned the cold and how brutal it must be in a country such as the Ukraine where there is no... Uh, electricity, there's no heating, and there's no running water. Yeah, they are very good points, Joe. I was also thinking about a remarkable statistic I came across, which is that something like about 30% of people in New Zealand actually live alone by themselves. I was staggered with that. But apparently, because of broken families, because of COVID and disease and various things, there's lots of people living by themselves. And just the fact of being aware of them trying to reach out where it's possible, going to volunteer services like meals provided by city missions, all those things can be really, really important because um, we've come through a very, very tough year and everybody wants to relax and be happy and enjoy themselves and I think that's wonderful. But we do have to think of the many, many people who are struggling, the families that are struggling and that, that those that don't have much. And it's much more important, I think, to look after your family and neighbourhood and people around you rather than go and buy expensive presents which are often dumped and not used after a couple of months. So true, so true. And I I think that leads to the age-old conversation about starting to think about resolutions for the new year. Now, I know a lot of people um, struggle with resolutions and a lot of people often don't bother because they know they can't maintain those resolutions. But I, I would say, um, give, even if, if you dedicate yourself to a particular resolution and you hold loyal to it for 20 days or 40 days or 60 days, 
if you write down what your resolution is and maybe keep a log of how you're progressing, then maybe you can enjoy some benefits from staying loyal to your resolutions or goals for 2023. Um, Fun and maybe you can help me uh, as a Catholic. What are some of the things that maybe I can include in my planning and thinking for next year? Since we live in such a materialistic environment and we're constantly being bombarded by things we should do or uh, consume, one of the practices which is very ancient and it was really pushed very much by Ignatius of Loyola is a thing called examination of consciousness. It's a very easy thing to do and it only needs about 10 minutes, 5 to 10 minutes every single evening. But you need to try and stick at it because after a few months it does make a huge difference. It's basically just saying, where did God speak to me today? What was some uh, person, some place, some beautiful thing that happened that I realized looking back on it, that was really a grace, a gift to me. If we become more and more conscious of this, we become sort of people who are grateful, who are humble, who realize that we depend so much on other people and the grace of living in a blessed and holy land. And so I would just say, if you haven't done it before, this is a very simple but a very easy exercise just to take five, ten minutes for yourself every evening and saying, what was God saying to me today? What were the presents that the Lord brought into my life? Did I notice them? Did I respond? Did I feel grateful? And if you do that, I can assure you after a few weeks and particularly after a month or so, if you stick at it, it actually will begin to just shape your life a little bit differently. I like that, Neil, because what you're suggesting is really creating a new habit. And I also like it because the commitment to it is only five or ten minutes a day. And if we can pick a time, it might be early evening, it might be later in the night, um, just to do that reflection, I can sort of see how that can uh, add value to our day. But Neil, I know you're a very big reader, and I, I struggle to keep up with the number of books you read um, on an ongoing basis. Uh, summer for me is also a time where I get an opportunity to pick up a book and do a little bit of reading. Do you have any suggestions uh, on what maybe I could pick up uh, over the next few weeks? Yes, I've got two very different books. One was given me as a present when I did Retreat for Priests in Christchurch, And this is really a a book for children, but like most really good children's book, it's got a really great message. It's called The Grizzled Grist Does Not Exist. And it's really about children going on a little hiking trip with a lady who doesn't want to acknowledge that there are sort of unseen dangers. So it's very funny. It's very easy. It could be read by, I would imagine, uh, younger children and especially parents running It's by Juliet McIver and Sarah Davis, but the wonderful thing about it, the illustrations are just extraordinary. I just liked looking at them and how skillful and how funny they were. So just the name of it again, the grizzled grist, uh, G-R-I-S-T, does not exist. Very funny, very easy, but a beautiful little book. And I think it's actually got a deeper message about attending to some of the dangers that are out there but how sometimes people who are a bit different can notice them and save us. So that's the first light book. The second one I'm reading, because I'm very interested, of course, in the environment, 
is by uh, a woman called Annie Pro, P-R-O-U-L-X. She's quite famous because she's written a number of very famous books. One of her swifts ones, set in Canada, she's Canadian, is called The Shipping News. And it's a very funny and wonderful novel. If you've never read it, you should. Anyway, this one is called Fen, Bog and Swamp. It seems a very funny name for a book, but it's actually a short history of uh, peatlands and fog, uh, bogs all over the world, which are actually utterly critical for the environment. And so many creatures live there and the way in which they've been systematically destroyed. And they're certainly part of our climate crisis. It's easy to read, it's not too technical or difficult, but it's fascinating. It talks about parts of the world we probably don't know a lot about, say, for example, the Fens in England and how important they were. So if you want something that's a little bit more thoughtful, but very well written, it's only about 170 pages, it's well worth reading. So Annie Pro, Fen, Bog and Swamp. Thank you for those two suggestions. Certainly looking at the uh, illustrations on the book, The Grizzled Grist um, Does Not Exist, um, it looks gorgeous and it uh, makes me wish I still had young ones to be reading such books too. Um, so Father Neil, uh, we're nearly there, 2023. What are your plans for summer? Well, I'm actually going to have a really good break after Christmas this time. I'll be with one of my sisters for a week or so, just enjoying her company. Then I'm going to Hearts of Flame and Martin for about a week, a Catholic young people's gathering. Then I'm going up to Auckland for two or three weeks to hopefully catch up with lots of good friends there I haven't been able to catch up with for a couple of years. So my plan is really to have a bit of a relaxation and a bit of a break for a month or so. So I'm really looking forward to that. Well, sincerely, Neil, I hope you do have a great break. And I know... You're uh, often involved with Hearts of Flame, and I've had problems staging that event uh, over the last couple of years due to COVID. So it's great that you can uh, be attending that again. Uh, to all of our audience, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. Enjoy the rest of the day and have a great summer. Keep safe, look after yourself, and look after the ones around you, and especially look after your loved ones. Take care, and we'll see you in the new year. Thank you.